All right, go for it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your uh, Pro Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you found us on the interweb, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast, on your social media needs. Also, check us out because we do a pop culture week in review. And so just search us on your favorite podcast catcher, and we'll show up there as well. So uh, it's Don, Brock, and myself, and we're going to break down this week's wrestling. Break it down. Oh, three us three trying to do DX music was not good. <laughs> All right, so we had uh, no pay per views, but we had a lead a go home show towards a pay per view. We did, we did, and we had uh, well, kind of. Well, I guess Halloween Havoc was last last week. That was kind of like not really a pay per view, but kind of like. Advertised as one. Um, so, yeah, we had um, start with SmackDown. Brock and I watched some SmackDown. I watched SmackDown. Oh, that's right. You did. I forgot. I'm sorry. Usually I know you don't watch it, so I forgot. I decided that instead of, because sometimes I watch Raw, I'm just never going to watch Raw again. I'm just going to watch SmackDown. Because <laughs> Roman Reigns and <laughs> Center are the two best things in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. Where is my template? Okay. All right. Sorry, I lost my notes. Um. So yeah. So the beginning of SmackDown was our tribal chief, uh, with the whole story with Jey Uso, and I agree with you, Ken. It's so well done. It's so good. Um. I. I it's so much credit to Jey Uso for how great of a job he was doing too, and the emotion that he had, and the way he was so into it. I mean, it was just really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy that story, that angle altogether. I think it's really great. It just feels so real. It does. It feels so natural. When you work mm-hmm. with someone that you trust and you know and you have chemistry with, like a family member, like they're doing, it just comes off so well. And Roman's good like this. This is good. Mm-hmm. People that don't like it or don't like him are just being idiots, I think. Now, it is very much... You know, you, you take the Seth Rollins Messiah stuff where he's, like, trying to get people to follow him as the leader. Yeah. It's not that much. It's still a very similar premise, but it's done so much better. Yeah, because it's not like, you know, Seth Rollins was just, a re- you know, a regular. He was a, a complete baby face, regular guy that just lost his title. Then all of a sudden, he's Jesus. And, he, you know, and, he, and like, which was an odd transition where Roman, you know, like, he went away for a while and was gone. And then when he came back, he has this new attitude that, you know, he needs to feed his family and be the head of a table. Just It makes sense, you know, like because yeah. it is his real life, like, you know, mm-hmm. the way that Samoan family works. You know, it, 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 it makes a lot more sense than I'm the Monday Night Messiah and I have a, I have a, a cross or a, a stained glass photo of me. And, you know, it's <laughs> different. It does. I mean, when you boil it down, it's the same thing. But, yeah, it's done so much better. Yeah. Um, then he had more. Um, I, I I gotta tell you, I have no fucking interest in Survivor Series whatsoever. What? It's the one time of year, <laughs> one time of year, and Raw and SmackDown superstars meet head to head. I've never seen a worse build for a Survivor Series than this. I mean, you know, we're now two weeks away from it. Not one like invasion of the other show or some heat. Just they casually talk about it. Oh, well, I'm gonna beat Roman Reigns. When I fight him, if I'm still, you know, if he's a champ, then yeah, okay, you know, like what? 
I feel like the booking in that's so weird because you're going to make things look weak. Like, you're going to make... Like, do you want right now the two best things in the company are like is Orton with the belt and being a great heel and Roman with the belt being a great heel. Like I don't want either of them to lose in this. Like, yeah, they'll make someone interfere. Yeah, but they shouldn't like it's dumb. You know they will, because if you think about it, the fiend is currently like stalking Randy Orton. The fiend has a big problem with Roman reigns too, because reigns took the, that title off him. So it makes sense that he shows up and fucks with them, you know, because they're not going to have either one of those guys, take a clean loss mm-hmm. why do it like I exactly just, the, why uh, even do it it's pointless yeah. you know you should stick to survive I, I know it's the one time of the year but like it's such odd matchups this time around like to me bobby lashley versus Sami Zayn doesn't excite me whatsoever because like it's two different complete styles of wrestling didn't they already do that feud too yeah they had a feud a while back yeah and and they're both bad guys it just doesn't like. There's nothing good there. I mean, Bobby Lashley's just a big, huge, menacing guy. Like, this is why they needed NXT in it. But I believe the reason they're keeping NXT out from more sources keep confirming this is the COVID stuff. Balor probably can't go yet either. Yeah, Balor can't go, and they don't want to mix NXT, the Performance Center, with the main roster superstars. And too much crossing over of people, so they're trying to be a little bit more responsible there, which is good. So, you know, I understand that it makes no sense that NXT's in it, but I understand why they're doing it, if that's the reason. Mm -hmm. I think if it was a normal year, NXT would be involved in it again. I think so, too. Especially since they won last year. Yeah, and especially that they, you, you know, it popped NXT ratings when, you know, uh, the Revival showed up down there, or when... Scarlet, Scarlet, uh, Charlotte showed up down there. You know, that everybody was like, whoa, what's going to happen? I want to watch it, you know. Right. But, I mean, th- these people are all in the same fucking building, and this build has been horrible. So, K- yeah. KO made the SmackDown team. He qualified. Uh, then you had Bianca Belair qualified, smashing Natalia and Billy Kay, which was goofy. Uh, but, of course, she's going to be on that team. I don't know who else is going to be on that team. Like, Natalia's not on it. Who else do you have? I honestly don't know enough women on the SmackDown roster. Carmella. Bailey, Carmella. Carmella. I, um, no one's metered into Mina. The <laughs> yeah, roles make no it. sense. I mean, you have a Raw. On the Raw team, the Raw men had to qualify. The Raw women, they just let Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax pick people that were on it. Like, now they come over to SmackDown and, like, the men are doing qualifiers, but then the women, they have no plan for. And then Adam Pierce just goes, yeah, have a triple threat and a winner can be on the team. Like, it, there's no fucking rules. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's so poorly thought out That is the problem. I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Pierce is actually just making matches and figuring out that at that time. On his own. <laughs> yeah. Adam Pierce is the most important guy in wrestling. He is. <laughs> Old scrap iron. Old scrap iron. Um, then you had the end part. I'll just skip to the end when Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso fought. I think Daniel Bryan has a big part in writing a lot that's going on on SmackDown, and I think you can see it because he let Jey Uso beat him clean. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good match. Yeah. Good match, good hard-fought match. Daniel Bryan, I think, is great with this, that he's over the fact of, like, 
trying to be like the star, but he's just putting guys over and having great matches with him. He did this last year when he put over Adam Cole, made Adam Cole look like a superstar. You know, mm-hmm. he's been doing a great job with this. And then the ending was great when Jey Uso was like, all right, I'll, I might as well fall in line then beat the absolute shit out of Daniel Bryan. It was great. That t- that table bump that he took from the I think he impaled his stomach on it like it was yeah he corner hard but it looked good so I think they should do something where like uh, Jimmy Uso maybe isn't as on board with this you know sl- yeah. slowly turn the Usos heel then and then you know there's so much they could do beat up their dad because he Roman says Rikishi <laughs> isn't conforming and then they have to beat up their own dad it'd be great. Yeah. I like it. Beats him out of because he's not part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim Cornette, I heard the other day, had a good idea, actually. He said they should bring in um, the guy from MLW who's a an, an Noah. Um, he's a fought, too. Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He's the... I don't think that... I think the MLW guys are under some tor- some sort of contract. And I think they have a working relationship with AEW because MJ and F, I think, originally had an MLW contract. I forget what his name is. Something. Yeah, I'll look it up. He's part of the Contra. There is part of like their their group's just called Contra, I think. Because like I can picture him, but I can't think of his name. He's like a bigger guy, right? Yes. The um, because Cornette was like talking about how much he loves this angle with the Usos and, and Roman and everything, and he's like, you need to bring. Whatever fought to his name, he's a bigger guy. Roman can beat him up a little bit. Is he just Jacob fought to? Jacob fought to, yeah, that's who it is. Is Manu still running around somewhere? I don't know. Remember his his one week in legacy? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Jake- yeah. <laughs> and Jacob fought to is the son of the Tongan kid. Who's Rikishi's brother. Yes. Right. right. Okay. That's why they're fought twos. Yes. Because Jimmy and Jay, their last name is fought two. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. There's so go. many people they could bring in. There's so many kids. That... Did Yoko have any kids? I don't think so. Mm. Also, too, he's their champ. He's MLW's champ. So. Okay. You know. Maybe Jim Cornette should research this shit before he just starts throwing stuff out there. Well, I mean, it is Cornette. He is crazy. Um, so let's go to uh, Raw then. SmackDown was good. I liked it. Um, I didn't mind Raw. I thought it was better. It's still not perfect. It has a lot of bad parts in it. But with Raw Underground gone and some of the other stuff gone, um, it's been better. What do you think, Brock? I didn't mind it. I thought it was one of their better outings lately. Yeah, um, the, uh, the false attempts to like people coming after Randy, Miz trying to cash in and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Just, that well, was good. And I like that they're keeping McIntyre like a big deal on that brand. You know, still a mm-hmm. big star, still has big main event status star even without the belt. Um, I like yeah. what they're doing with the Fiend. That the Fiends is kind of messing with Orton, messing with Orton, messing with McIntyre, kind of messing with everybody. Uh, I thought the good fire Fiend. I thought the Firefly Funhouse was good with Alexa. I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Creepy weird. The Drago tongue. Yeah. 
And then the uh, swear jar shit that they were doing. And <laughs> Bray Wyatt's just great. I don't know. I think he's great. Um, I hated the whole... I like AJ Styles because I think he's funny with his big bodyguard. But the, that whole angle with, like, Strowman and Keith Lee and, and uh, Sheamus, where he was trying to get them all to get along, it's pretty goofy. Yeah. I don't like Seamus. I don't know why he's not wearing his uh, stupid hat and his his white Peter shirt. It's like old Seamus. Yeah. If he's going to be this Seamus, they need to bring back the lobster head music because that's the kind of uh, Seamus I want in this. But he kind of <laughs> abandoned the hat and the T-shirt. He came out the regular Seamus. He was wearing it in the back, though. Was he? Yeah, we were who, talking to Drew. Who do you think um, the fifth member of that team is going to be? Who's on it now? It's it's Strowman, Keith Lee, AJ, and um, Sheamus. R-Truth. No, I think it's going to end up being McIntyre. Because Sheamus said, Sheamus said, like, why don't you join? He said, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on the title right now. But I think, you know, I don't know. Who else would you put on there that's a big enough star on Raw? MVP. R-Truth. MVP. <laughs> The great Irishman Rick O'Shea. Rick O'Shea. Rick O'Shea's now going to be feuding with Retribution because they beat him up. Um, and the the most ridiculous thing, Brock. Did you see Tucker? Yeah, nineties jobber Tucker. Now he's no just, music. No music. No like the blandest outfit. <laughs> just some like straight, you know like wrestling pants, and then he got beat up in thirty seconds. Like. Oh my God! Did they chump Tucker? Why? I don't understand why this guy got chumped so bad. I don't either. I was like, "Who is this guy that Ricochet's beating up?" I'm like, "Oh, that's Tucker!" Like, oh my God! First they moved him back to SmackDown, then they put him back on Raw. They don't know what to do with him. <coughs> he legit looked like local talent. He did. He, he looked did like he, yeah. He looked like some local talent. No music. No nothing. Good to see Ricochet pick up a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about <laughs> Lana getting beat up again by Nia Jax? It's so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. It's annoying anymore. It's just constant nonsense. And then they're like, oh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose are going to get a ta- tag title shot. And they just get their ass kicked. I mean, they were like beaten <laughs> like two minutes. Like, what was the point of hyping them up that they haven't been beaten yet? And they got smashed by... by I mean, in reality, who the hell's going to beat Nia Jackson and and Baszler anyway? They're going to turn on each other. That's the only way they're going to lose. Yeah, that's exactly it. They already don't like each other. What's that? They already don't like each other. They kind of been getting along lately, though. Yeah, I like that they kind of make. I enjoy them. I think they're not bad. I like the way they make fun of each other. But uh. Yeah, you know, that women's match, that'll be... I don't know what the hell they're doing with Lana. I don't know what this is supposed to be, but it's weird. It is. Just totally... I don't understand constantly putting her through a table. Yeah. Uh, And then McIntyre beat up Miz and Morris and her the new two high-profile jobbers Mm -hmm. who get their ass kicked every week. And that was pretty much raw. Um, let's go to NXT. Uh, NXT, we had um, to start the show. No, you got, and neither one of you watched this one, right? No. 
Uh, so we'll just breeze through this one fast. Um, Ember Moon, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai cheated. She won. It was okay. Um, Kushida and Cameron Grimes had a good match, and but Cameron Grimes is still having flashbacks from the fucking zombies last week <laughs> that attacked him. But I like that Kushida keeps building up wins here. I hope he gets a little bit of a push somewhere. Um, I enjoy I enjoy his matches. He's good. Uh, then next you had Maverick and Killian Dane. They had they did they came down did an entrance. I, again, I find it amusing. They got their match got interrupted. And they got beat up by the Kings of NXT, who is, um, that's uh, Pat McAfee's new group's name, the King of NXT. They came in and beat the shit out of everyone in the ring. That's the best they could come up with for a name. The Kings of NXT, yep. <laughs> I actually didn't, I don't mind the name. It's simple. It's, at least it's not retribution, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's just building up. They burned, they burned like a, uh, undisputed era flag right in the like performance center. I'm like, that's gonna set some smoke alarms off. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that worked, but uh, that was weird. Uh, they remember, a, that's, remember that giant fan at WrestleMania that they have above there? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so that was good. They had they had a good promo. That'll that'll be good. That that they're setting up there. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart fought Tony Storm. Tony Storm beat her with some interference. By uh, Candice LeRae, who's now... Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano hang out with this person in the Scream outfit now. Because apparently this person in the Scream outfit is, I think, someone who has COVID. So they can't use them right now. So they're just (laughs) keeping the person in the Scream outfit. And then Candice LeRae ran over Shotzi Blackheart's tank with a Hummer. (laughs) And, And Shotzi Blackheart was so upset you thought they would have killed one of her kids. I was like, they just killed a Toys R Us plastic tank. Like, it'll be okay, Shotzi. Relax. It'll be Toy okay. Toys closed now. It's true. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's vintage. Uh, Timothy Thatcher did more of his Thatch as Thatch can uh, segments, um, which a lot of people don't like these. I think I kind of actually enjoy watching him talk about how to put these moves on people because I think – it is hilarious when he does it to some of these guys and chokes them out. I think he's a bad dude. I think they need to move him. Uh, they need to do something with him or put him back in NXT UK so he can have some good matches. Uh, speaking of NXT UK, Brock, did you happen to watch the title match between uh, that Elian Dragunov versus Walter? No, but I heard it was really good. I watched it uh, Tuesday night. It was amazing. Really well done. Was that a takeover, or did they just do it on their... They did it on their, their premiere of yeah. or one of their NXT UK shows, which, you know, no one's watching, I imagine. Well, maybe the UK they do. and yeah. Empty arena feel to it, but, I mean, the empty arena kind of gave it this eerie feel because you could hear them, like, talking to each other, and, like, they were yelling at each other in, like, different languages, and it was just intense. <laughs> I mean, they were smacking the shit out of each other. It was crazy. Such hard, hard shots. Like I was telling Ken earlier, like no one went off a top rope or a suicide dive or anything like that. It was just punches and kicks and, you know, like just grabbing each other by the neck and strangleholds. And it was like, oh my God. It, it felt like it was real. It was good, though. It's worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch. And then uh, Champa beat Dream. 
and uh, you know, some kind of match that they had. It was just okay. It was nothing too exciting. Um, nothing major occurred. Uh, so over in NXT, over in AEW, then AEW was back on top in the ratings war. They won again with like seven hundred some to NXT's high sixes. NXT dropped a lot, quite considerably, from their Halloween Havoc show from last year. Well, from last week, last year. It just shows how much it was just a gimmick of it. They were doing a Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think it was a match that someone was watching that going, oh, I need to check that out. It was just all... It was gimmicky, yeah. So, that was... uh... That was that. Then let's get into AEW. So what AEW opened up with Jericho uh, talking to MJF, and then it led to Ortiz and Sammy, which was an odd pairing against MJF and Wardlow. What do you think of this? Um, I thought the match was good. I, th- I thought it wasn't an, an odd choice for like. <laughs> Sammy and and Ortiz, but I liked. I thought it was good. You know, I liked it. I, I liked MJF in it too. I, I think overall it was a good opening match. And really, AEW does a great job of tying in their pay per view stuff all in the go home show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it, Brock? I thought it was good. I like the uh, Ortiz and Sammy together. Yeah, I think they did a good job. Um... Sammy got to do some stuff in this match I haven't seen him do in a while, which, uh, you know, looked really good. He, like, really went off and did some uh, some moves that you don't normally see him do. Um, yeah, I thought MJF looked... Matt Hardy had to ruin it. Stupid Matt Hardy ruined it. Um, I thought Wardlow and MJF looked good. I like at the end that MJF ran up and just speared Jericho. I thought that was good. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I, I hope Wardlow doesn't get lost... In this whole thing, you know what I mean? Because I like him more and more now. He's growing on me. He might be better by himself now, though. Yeah, starting to show some personality that I that I like. So I hope you know he comes out good on it. Uh, next, you had Trent versus Miro. What'd you guys think of this? Oh, uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm so underwhelmed by Miro. Yep. I saw that they tried to do some backstory with them. That Trent had Miro as like a a young boy, as they called him. You know, yeah, they kept insinuating that when they were in FCW together, Trent was like, you know, Miro had to follow him around and be his young boy, which yeah. is which is <laughs> we're gonna get a copyright flag now. <laughs> um, it's just. I don't know. I, I feel like they're forcing this Miro stuff. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy it too much either. I like Trent, but uh, it was, I don't know. It was it just really, yeah, Miro just really doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Let's we'll see where that goes. Um, Then you had the Young Bucks versus Private Party. Thought they're really on. selling this uh, injury to Matt, Yeah, like this whole match. Which will be, you know, I, it gives them some backstory to it, but I thought this match was okay as well. Yeah, it was all right. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do when we when we preview the other show. We'll talk about a few things there. 
Okay. Yeah, it was, it was it was okay. Um, I like the end here where they were going to do his leg again, and then Hangman came out. And then mm-hmm. Kenny came out, and they kind of got heated in, in a little bit. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. You know, building some mystery there. Then you had the face-to-face uh, interview, Eddie Kingston and Moxley. Brock, what do you think about this? Eddie Kingston's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Eddie Kingston's the best promo in AEW, and he might be the best pro- the best promo right now in all of wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's pretty good. You just believe what he says. Yep. What do you think about Moxley in this? I'm never a fan of Moxley. <laughs> I feel like this will be uh, you're like a very. It's going to be a hardcore match. You're going to see a lot of like garbage wrestling and Gaga. And I wouldn't be surprised if they like you know are both busted open. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be. I don't know. I mean, I would like to watch it. I think it's going to be good. Okay. Yeah, I think the match itself will be good. It's just you know that Moxley's going to win. Yeah. I thought Moxley in this interview was having a hard time keeping up with Eddie's fast-paced talking style. Agreed. I also don't know. He's a moron. Because Eddie's real good, and he was very, like, (laughs) he's very sharp with, like, the things he goes to. And you saw Moxley kind of stumble a few times and was like, I had dinner at your mom's house. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's the best." You know, I said grace with her. You know, and it was like, I was like, "What are you? What?" <laughs> you know, he had some weird moments, but um, yeah, Kingston is a great promo. I don't think his wrestling is all that great. I think his promos are way better than his wrestling. I agree. Well, it's a lot of people, and they yeah. have made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's he. He makes me want to watch that match, not yes. work with the story that he created going into it. Right. I'm surprised that Eddie Kingston hasn't been more popular ever. So for how long he's been in the business, that he's never like broken out anywhere else. You know what I mean? He'll tell you why. What's the reason? He was fat. Yeah, he's trying to lose weight since he got the AEW. Okay. And then he had a cookie. Yep. Uh, then he had Red Velvet versus Nyla Rose. I could give two shits about this. We all knew Red Velvet was going to win. Yeah. I, uh... I mean, I don't know about you, but I am so over Nyla Rose. I think Nyla Rose is just terrible. I don't, I don't she know. hasn't even been there in months. I don't know. <laughs> I fast forward this match so I can make sure I can at least watch this before the po- we record it. So. Yeah. <laughs> see some stuff to, to cut out, and this was it. Was it the way they yeah. try to get her over so much? And they're like, "Oh my god, the strength is uncanny." Like, well, look how big fucking uh, Red Velvet is compared to Nyla Rose, and you're surprised that Nyla Rose did a power move on Red Velvet. Oh my god, the strength. Red Velvet looks like she weighs 85 pounds. Like, uh, <laughs> you're really surprised that someone Nyla Rose's size is able to pick up little Red Velvet and whip her around? Like, I'm not impressed by that. I don't go, oh, wow, that's that's unbelievable. Wow. it's uh, I don't know. It's so stupid. Nyla Rose is just boring. And she, they try to use Vicky Guerrero to get that character over, and I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I I don't know. I don't know I how mean, all of a sudden Nyla Rose is just a number one contender with Sheeta. There was like really no build there. She's just all of a sudden facing Sheeta. Sheeta does nothing on, on, on AEW as that champion. They never she can't cut a promo, so they don't really let her do anything. She barely wrestles on the show. I, I don't know how you're in, anybody can be invested in that woman's division. Mm-hmm. I'm actually more interested in the NWA women's show. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the, the pre-show. Yeah, it's more they have good competitive matches for that. Title. Yeah, it's more competitive. Yeah. There's more stuff going on there. Yeah, you're right. Um, then we had Cody and the Gun Club versus the <laughs> lame-ass fucking Dark Order. This is your go-home episode main event. I don't know how this was the main... I think the Moxley thing should have been your main event, or maybe the Bucks match thing, ending it with Kenny and Hangman. Because this mm-hmm. felt like this should either open the show or have been like the... the mid- this is good, like the good before intermission break Yeah, match. Because... You end them with John Silver and Orange Cassidy getting into it. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. That match is going to be on the pre-show. And mm-hmm. this Cody match isn't going to be the main event. It's going to be a mid-card match or the opener. Yeah. Like, so why are we why are we ending, you know, Dynamite with, with this? Like, it just doesn't... I want to say the biggest storyline of the night is going to be FTR and the Bucks, that should have been what ended. Yeah. Or Kenny and yeah. Hangman. Kenny and Hangman has been built for a long time. Yeah, but them face-to-face to close the show yeah. would have been a lot better. Like, yeah. Bobby and Cody has been building for a while, too, but it's just... But you can tell right know. now, Brock, that Darby-Cody match, it's not going to have an ending. Taz you and think his... they're going to get time limit? No, Taz and Team FTR is going to jump in there and beat him up and ruin that match. Yeah, I mean, they already came out and cut that promo saying, why are they in a match when Darby is? You know they're not going to leave him alone. They're not going to... I mean, Cody's not going to drop that belt, and he just got and it back. have a stipulation then where if Darby beats one of them, they have to leave him alone. Like, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Ricochet, Ricochet. And, uh, the Herpins. Uh, yeah, if he wins, you got to leave me alone. Now, one, one comment I saw a guy talking about on a wrestling podcast was... If the Young Bucks lose, the stipulation in there is if they lose, any way that they lose, they can't wrestle for the those belts anymore. So somebody said, why doesn't Tolly just have Sean Spears walk out and whack uh, one of FTR with a chair, and then uh-huh. the bell will call the ring and be like, the Young Bucks lose by the other disqualified, and then they lose. And you, you're like, you don't even have to have the match. He's like... Yeah. He's like, just have Spears run down and like knock out one of Cash Wheeler or whatever, and and then be like, oh, sorry, young bucks. That stipulation is so dumb to me. I don't know why we have to have these dumb stipulations like Cody did that they can't wrestle for the belts anymore. Yeah, I don't get it. It's dumb. I feel like it also it 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 kind of puts you in a corner because like. I don't know. I really don't think that the Young Bucks are never going to have those tag belts. You can't tell me they went and started, you know, helped start a company where tag teams are focused and they don't want to have the belts ever. But we said that same thing with Cody, and now Cody basically created the TNT title so he has a title he can have. Yeah, I mean, that TNT title sometimes feels bigger than the world title. Yeah, because he made a belt that he can, you know. It gets big booking. It closed the show. You know, it's like a big it's like a big deal where what if the Bucks 
can't compete for this, so they create like the TNT tag titles. Uh, and, <laughs> they make the trios belts. Yeah, or they have some other belt that then they can fight for. This is like a new AEW stip, you know, stipulation that we do. It's old hat. They need to just win the. They have to win the belts. They have to win the belts, or it's going to be dumb. Yeah, I agree. You think they would have learned that they made a mistake for Cody? I feel they did at least. I feel they did and too. Now they did it again. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I don't. Yeah. So let's do a couple then predictions. Then uh, does anybody have the card in front of them? I can try to pull it up. If you give me a second. What's it called again? I, full gear. All right, I got it here. All right. All right, so let's go through it. Um, I want to start at the bottom with the shit matches. With the shit matches. Okay. Um, so, NWA Women's Championship match, Serena Deeb versus Allison K. by and pre-show. Who do you think wins this? Serena Deeb keeps that belt. You know, I she just wants it. I think uh, Allison K is done with NWA as well. well. She's done with Impact, yeah, and she's not, and she's a free agent right now, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, then you have Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, which I, I can't take John Silver. I don't, I don't. Orange Cassidy is winning. Yeah. I don't even understand why this is a, a match. Neither do I. So, <laughs> so what? So you can have a win on pay-per-view? Yeah. I don't really know what they did with, with Orange Cassidy. The way they were sort of booking him to the moon after some Jericho wins, and then now he's fighting fucking John Silver in a major feud. <laughs> yeah. Because John Silver flexes his, his muscles all the time. But I read comments in AEW posts, and people like they love John Silver. They're like, "Silver's the best thing ever. Silver's amazing." I'm like, I, I, I don't know. What am I missing here? What am I missing? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't see. I think they're going to split the dark order here soon. Is okay. Alex Reynolds alive? Yeah, he, he was, was there. He was ringside. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, do you guys watch Being the Elite? They're like a total comedy no. show on there. No, I don't watch it. I catch it once in a while. They are like, it's like the whole being the lead is them doing comedy. Where the hell is uh, Brody Lee at? No idea. Which is interesting. Yeah. Sad. So yeah. then you have um, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in an elite deletion match. I don't really know what that is. That's just a hard. I gotta be at the Hardy compound. Yeah, it's gonna be a video thing. Okay, who do you think wins that? Hardy. Yeah, Matt Hardy's going to win it if he's at the compound. Fat Hardy. Sammy never gets to win. No, yeah, which is he, sad. Yeah, he doesn't. He loses a lot. Um, Then you have Jericho versus MJF. If, Jer if MJF wins, he's in the inner circle. Who do you think wins this? I think MJF wins it, and I think they're going to cheat to get him in, and they're gonna. that's how they're going to like do a mutiny on Jericho. I think so, too. What, like the inner circle cheats to let MJF win? Yeah, and then they all turn on Jericho. I can see Jericho ending up with uh, Wardlow then after that. Yeah. Somehow. 
It's funny when Jericho's on comedy, he likes everybody. Yeah. He's kind of changed on commentary recently, if you can tell, to like not being a dick towards everyone that comes out. He's been better recently. He used to annoy me. Yeah, he talked a lot. Do the show. Um, then we have the women's championship, Sheeta versus Nyla Rose. Who do you like here? I think Sheeta keeps it. I just don't care. Like what yeah, me either, really. Back on Nyla Rose, like Yeah, you put it back on Rose and then what? Like, you know, I, I don't know. Neither one of them have done anything in months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know why they're why they're even doing this. Like it's I don't know, it's just dumb to me. Yeah. Did you get an Amber Alert? I just did. No. Weird. I did too. From. All right. All right. Um. Then you have um, the World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals: Kenny versus Hangman. I think everyone th- here thinks Kenny's winning this. I think so too. I'm not 100%, though. No? I think that Hang make it so... That, this is one that can go either way, I think. They're really making you feel like Kenny's going to win it, and you have to feel mm-hmm. bad for Hangman. Yeah. I don't so know. They're piling on a little too thick. I kind of think Hangman works really good now in this whole chasing the belt thing instead of being... You know. Mm-hmm. Well, with Moxley retaining, most likely, it's probably going to be Kenny versus him. Yeah, people want to so see that rematch. Kind of kind of right? Yeah. Um, What do you think about the AEW or AEW TNT Championship? Cody and Darby, we talked about this a little bit. I think this ends in a disqualification with uh, Taz's group beating the shit out of Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And or they hit it's him. It's not going to have an ending. It's going to be some kind of no contest. Or if it's they do, time or what you said, FTR like comes out or like the FTR group or everyone the hell will call them the Taz team Taz, and knock out Darby. Then Cody takes the easy pin because they're doing the Cody slow heel mm-hmm. thing. You know. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And then the um, AEW Tag Team Championships, we talk about this. I think the Young Bucks win. They have to. Yeah. Otherwise, they're stuck with that stupid stipulation again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And then you have the title match. Um, I I don't see any way that Eddie Kingston wins that title. No. I mean, I'd love to see it. You know, I say great on him for a guy that just entered the the, the 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 company to like be able to put himself in this position already. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. He's good. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it'll be the best match. Just really bloody and crazy, but um, you know, the build for Eddie matches are better than the match itself. <laughs> Agreed. Mm-hmm. And there you go. That's our predictions. Should be a good show. Yeah, should be good. 
It's a good yeah, go home it's, show. It's, so. I think it's definitely one worth watching live. Like I think it should be. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah. Also, I think this is the only this is the only pay per view I've actually been interested in watching, wanting to watch live mm-hmm. you know, so far this year. So. Good. Yeah. Or since COVID, at least. Yeah. Right. What's the last one they had with the crowd revolution? Yes. Where Mox won the title. Yeah. So, but. Yep. I think that's it. All right. Well, there you go. There's our predictions. And uh, thanks for listening. And take us out. All right, everyone, please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends about this nonsense. Uh, Try to leave us a review either on iTunes or wherever you listen to this, and uh, have a great evening. Later. Good night.